All right, everybody, welcome to the 24th episode of the podcast, dude. Today I'm talking about my podcasting process. I'm going to walk you through it all the way from A to Z, beginning to end, pre-production, recording, post-production, because I want to help you get a better understanding of what it takes to make a podcast. I want to take some of the mystery and the scariness out of podcasting. I know it can seem kind of intimidating for a lot of you. If you've never done it before, if you've never gone through all the steps, probably seems like a lot of work, probably seems like a lot of unknowns. So I want to give you some, give just give you a, a big overview and take some detailed looks at, look at a couple of the different steps and uh, give you actionable steps to to follow to make your own podcast. Because really, if you guys aren't podcasting yet, I bet there's a good chance you're listening to this show. So um, I bet there's a good chance that you're going to want to start a podcast sometime in the near future. So again, welcome to the podcast, dude. My name is Aaron Dowd. This is episode 24. Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back. If this is your first time listening, I said before, my name is at. What is my name? My name's Aaron Dowd, and I am the podcast editor and resident audio engineer for the Sean West Podcast Network. I do a lot of editing for shows. Before that, I edited a ton of other shows, just shows about web design, freelancing, all kinds of things. But Sean hired me to be the full time editor for the Sean West Network. So, <clears throat> so. I think I don't think I've had enough coffee today, guys. I keep tripping over my words. Okay, today I want to talk about my podcasting process. I want to walk you guys through it. So I want to start off by by bringing up a question that Emily Carlton had asked in the chat. She had asked, "How long did your entire process take when you first started, and how long does it take now? And in what areas have you become more efficient to save time?" So time is a big deal about all this stuff, right? Like. You guys want to know what the process is, but you're also wondering, like, is this going to take a lot of time? Is this going to suck up all my free time this week? And I want to say when I started for the show format that I have, and it's going to depend on your format and also how long you want your show to be. But for my my format, which is just me, probably 30 to 45 minute shows, I say I probably invest four to five hours a week when I first started, but really it felt like a lot longer than that. It honestly felt like forever. (laughs) And after I did it for a while, I got more comfortable with the steps. It feels like it takes less time now, but really not by much. And a trick I started doing was writing show notes in post-production while doing the editing. And that saved me a little bit of time because I used to I used to do a passive editing and then go back and write the show notes. So I'll kind of combine those two. Um, but as far as time-saving tips, like I said, the amount of time it's going to take you depends on how long you want your show to be and how much you want to do to it, how much you really want to invest in it, things like show notes and very detailed editing, how awesome you want to make it. So if you're okay with it being a little bit rough with it not having show notes, I don't recommend that. But you could get a podcast, you could get a podcast from start to finish, you could get it done in 30 minutes, maybe an hour if you keep the show under say 10 minutes. That's kind of up to you. Something that really helped me save time was learning my editing tools and the plugins, I use Logic Pro X for editing, and the plugins inside of it that I use to do the mixing and the mastering, and then also creating things like presets and templates for both Logic and some of the stuff that I do show, like show notes for and the featured image designs that I put on my blog post. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But I just wanted to, to start off with that. It is a good idea to look at things 
that you can do more efficiently to save time. But unfortunately, you still have to do the work, and podcasting is a fair amount of work. So let's take a look at the process. So my process, my podcasting process, and really I think any podcasting process, can be broken down into three different sections. So the three sections are preparation or pre-production, the actual recording, and then the post-production. So pre-production, recording, post-production. And I'm going to give you a quick overview of what these different sections, what's involved in these different sections for me, and I think for most podcasters. I want to say for the Sean West Network, I bet this process is almost identical for all the shows on the network. So preparation. This includes things like researching what people are interested in learning about, coming up with topics, researching and thinking about those topics, and then writing an outline for the show. Showtime is basically plugging in your microphone, turning on your interface, and then hitting record. And for the Sean West Network, we live stream all our shows to our community. So then it's like setting up the Logic Project and we use NiceCast for streaming. And very important to record that file in addition to streaming it. You don't want to you don't want to lose that recording and have to do it over again, which has happened to me before. It was embarrassing and time consuming, but it does happen and might happen eventually. Hitting record is very important. I'll, I'm never going to stop saying that. Okay, so post-production is editing editing that audio file that you recorded. And then once you're done editing and mixing it, then you're bouncing it out to a MP3 file. Then you're tagging that file, adding metadata to that file that iTunes uses. Then you're writing show notes. So this could be anything from a very basic description to post on your website or add in the description uh, for the MP3 file for iTunes to look at. Or like we do on the Sean West Network, we, we take a very, very value-based and lengthy approach to writing show notes where we really, really go through and do a good job of writing out all the things that we talked about, linking to everything, creating almost like a, a, a very long blog post for every single episode, pack it full of value, put it on the website so people, even if they didn't want to listen to the podcast, they could go through the, the post and read it and get a bunch of value out of it reference it back later. So that's it's actually been really, really cool. And I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. So writing the show notes, and then we're uploading all these things to our WordPress website, creating a blog post for the episodes. And then we create email newsletters and MailChimp. I think we're going to switch to Infusionsoft at some point, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And then eventually, after the show goes live, promoting the episode on social media. So that's a bird's eye view of the process, pre-production, recording, and post-production. So let's let's jump in and take a little bit of closer look at each of those steps. And uh, I, I wanted to bring in a question here. Robert Guzzo had asked, "Can you estimate the percentage of time and effort you devote to devote to each of these sections: preparation, recording, post-production, and publishing?" And I'd, I'd asked him another question, and he'd clarified he he was looking more for an estimate on which parts of the process, which part of the process takes the most time? Is it prep or post-production? And this is, this is a question with kind of a tricky answer because you can either do the bulk of the work up front like and I do, or you can do it in post-production. For example, when I'm doing solo shows, most of the time I tend to write out almost the entire show before I do the recording. And when I do that, I don't have to do as much work on the editing or the show note writing sections because I've basically already written out an outline 
And, you know, I'll admit it, a lot of the times I'm reading a script, but I feel very comfortable doing that on a solo show. So that means the show note writing does not take me as long because I pretty much wrote the show notes in advance. So if you're doing a a show by yourself, that's an option. But if I like for if I'm doing an interview, if I'm talking to someone, I've done three so far in these 24 episodes. And if I'm doing an interview, I don't that, you know, there's no way to know what I'm going to say to someone. I don't want it to be a very like, I say something, they say something back. And then I keep on reading a script, right? That's, it's not dynamic. It's not interesting. It doesn't allow the conversation to flow. So for those kind of shows, for interview shows, I do more of an outline structure where I will prepare even with the other person, sections to talk about, and I'll write in like a a bullet list of things that I want to cover, but then whatever happens, happens. But then I have to go in post-production and write show notes and write down and and turn into written form all the valuable things that we said in that episode. So that's very time-consuming. That takes up a lot of time. So it kind of depends where you want to put the work. (laughs) I think if you do more work up front the post-production work might be a little bit easier, a little bit faster. If you want to just show up and talk, then you're going to have to take the time, invest the time, and write out those show notes. So, all right, but let's jump into the different sections and talk about this process. First, pre-production. When I wrote the outline for this this episode, uh, I, I realized that for me, there are really three main parts to preparation and pre-production. The first one is choosing a topic for the episode. For every episode, it has to be a big topic. That's how I do it. The second is mind mapping. So this is going in and kind of brain dumping all my thoughts onto and into a mind map, which visually kind of helps me identify what's important to talk about, which order I should talk about things in. And then I do just a little bit of writing if I have thoughts about specific subtopics you know, related to the main topic. And then third, I write the outline. So I actually export the text from the mind map, put it into a text document, and I start fleshing it out, writing the outline. So that's the overview. Let me take a little little bit closer look, dive deeper. So number one of pre-production, choosing a topic. So this involves a lot of research on my end. I'm, I'm thinking about and I'm asking myself, what questions have people been asking me? Or what questions have people asked me in the past? And what do I wish I knew when I started with podcasting? You know, what haven't I talked about yet? Uh, What are the basics of podcasting? What are the common mistakes that people make? And then, and, and these are all things that you can ask yourself in whatever, you know, whatever genre your podcast is in. You're just trying to, you're trying to come up with ideas of things to talk about. Something I can highly recommend is, my good friend Sean McCabe's 62 topics to write about. And he actually wrote out a very, very long list of things to spark ideas in your mind of what you could write about to give value to your audience. And I will include a link to that. He actually put it into a really nice, uh, really nice PDF. So download that, keep it handy. It'll be great for those weeks when you're not sure what you should talk about. So you can find the link to that at the show notes for this episode, which is at thepodcastdude.com slash 24. So I want to say something on this. This is really important. If, if you, you're kind of pressed for time, you still want to do a podcast, but you're really pressed for time and you don't have much free time to invest in your podcast, 
then just keep it simple. Write something short and try to share something something valuable in three or ten minutes. So it doesn't have to be doesn't you don't have to do half an hour hour long episodes. People will still appreciate a single or a very small nugget of a uh, value. <laughs> we call them gold gold nuggets. So just keep that in mind. And uh, Danielle had asked in the chat, "How much writing do you do in preparation for a podcast episode?" I think I do quite a bit of writing, actually. I like to, like I said earlier, I like to kind of write out the whole episode because that eases the stress in my mind. I feel like I'm covering all the bases. I feel like I'm going to have something good and something valuable to present. And I know where the start is and I know where the end is. So there's there's less awkwardness. It, it's just something I like. It's not going to work for everybody, but I think I think if you're doing solo shows, it's a great way to go. Let's move on to section two of pre-production. Mind mapping. Mind mapping. Alex hmm, Kellerman. Did I get that right? Kellerman. It's either Kellerman or Kellerman asked. What goes into writing an outline for your podcast? Do you just use bullets for the main ideas and develop things live? Or do you go in depth? Hmm, I like this question. So this is this ties into mind mapping. So I mind map in a program called MindNode. And there are some free mind mapping programs, and I highly recommend you go check those out if you're going to start podcasting. It's a great way to develop an idea. So this is my process for starting off when I'm writing, writing an outline. I'm basically doing an outline in a mind map. So I start off with the main topic in the middle, and then any subtopics that are related to that, other important things, then they go out like one branch out. So you got this little bubble that's has a connecting line through it. So those are really like if you were looking at that on a text page, those would really be bullet points underneath it or subheadlines. So I develop those and then I go one level deeper if I can think of anything else. But it, it's really just a creative exercise to capture all the things that I all the big points about the topic that I want to talk about in the show. And while I'm doing this, I'm actually a lot of the times I'm going and I'm doing research online to see what other people have said about the topic just to make sure I don't miss or forget anything. Because a lot of the times, for I think for almost anything online, other people have written about it too. And there may be something that you want to talk about in the back of your head that you've kind of forgotten about. And seeing someone else mention it or mention something similar can kind of spark that and you know refresh it. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, I, need, I should talk about that thing. So that's kind of my process for that. It's basically main topic in the middle, subtopics around it, doing research to see what other people are saying. And once I get once I get that fleshed out, I'm not doing a ton of ton of writing in there, but it's just outlining in there. Then I will export that outline into a text document. And I put the the text so the um the writing program I use is called Typed. And I really like it for a lot of reasons, but a lot of the there's a lot of really great writing programs. You don't really need to stick to one, but there's there's like Type, there's Ulysses, there's UA Writer, and uh, NV Alt Notational Velocity. So and even just a plain text document, it doesn't really matter. I write in, I I, I do a lot of writing in in Markdown. So the a lot of these programs are kind of specifically made and uh, are nice to write Markdown in. So I take that mind map, I take that outline, and I drop it in. And then I fill in the intro, how I'm going to introduce the episode, and then the main points. And at this point, I dedicate 
you know, usually around an hour a week, sometimes longer, to really filling out my thoughts about those those bullet points, the outline. And like I said earlier, this just makes me feel good and comfortable with what I'm talking about. And then I do some more research, and then I revisit the outline again. I, I, I try to do this in multiple sittings over the week, just because I kind of like to let the outline stew in my mind. I think about the topic, I do some reading on it, I go back and I, I fill out some more stuff. So that's my, that's my pre-production preparation section of recording. So it's doing research and choosing a topic, mind mapping the outline, and then filling out the outline in a text editor. Okay, so after that, when it comes... So I stream, I stream live on Mondays. So when it comes time to record about an hour before, I'm going through and I'm reviewing the show notes, thinking about what I'm doing. You know, did I, did I hit everything I wanted to say? I jump in the chat room and I ask people questions. I ask them for feedback. Say, hey, here's the topic I'm talking about today. Do you guys have any questions? And if people have questions, then I either try to integrate them into the show or I add another section if necessary. And you can do this you can do this in a variety of places if you don't have a live chat room like we do in the Sean West community. You could do this on Twitter. You could do this in your Slack channel. Lots of options, but it's it's actually really cool to tell people you're going to if you have an audience, tell people that you're going to talk about something and ask them for their questions and their feedback because oftentimes that can really spark some great conversations and give you some ideas of things to cover that you otherwise might not have thought of. So after reviewing my show notes and getting some questions, then I get ready to record. I turn off my streaming services, Dropbox, Backblaze, Backups, anything that's going to hog internet and possibly mess up the way that my voice sounds streaming out live to the audience. I make sure that all my gear is plugged in and ready to go. So I've got my Shure SM7B, got the cable plugged into it. It's running out to my Scarlett folks interface. Set the gain levels right, make sure they're coming in uh, around negative 12 dB on average. And everything's turned on, everything's good. I do a test recording in Logic. So I open up, I set the inputs and the tracks to make sure everything's recording. <laughs> recording is very important, as I've said before. Uh, make sure everything sounds good. I listen back to it, and then it's time to go. So I open NiceCast, which is a program we use to stream. And then I start the live stream. If I haven't hit record by that point, I double check to make sure that I'm recording. And then I do the show. I read the outline, uh, read whatever I've written. And after I've done recording, I hit stop on the recording and then I save the project because I'm going to edit it later. And, you know, you can wait a day. A lot of people like to wait a day. Sometimes I wait a day or two. Sometimes I do it that afternoon. Just kind of up to you. So now we're moving into this third section, post-production. Post-production actually seems to be in it. And if I can be honest, I think post-production is probably the most difficult and time-consuming part of podcasting. But fortunately, it's also the easiest to outsource. You can't really outsource someone coming up with topics for you, writing an outline for you, writing things for you to say. I mean, I guess you could, but it's not going to be in your voice. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to work as well for most of you, I'd guess. Maybe like NPR can do that and have people just reading the content but you're not NPR. So consider hiring an editor or assistant to take care of post-production for you. There's a lot of great services out there if you edit. If you, um, if you Google search podcast editor, 
shown out rider. There's people out there willing to do it for some money. So if you're pressed for time and you can afford it, I'd strongly recommend checking that out. Okay, so there's there's five sections of post-production. There's the editing and the mixing part. Uh, there's writing show notes, number two. Number three is bouncing, tagging, and uploading the MP3. Number four is creating the featured image for the show notes page. And this depends on whether you create featured images for your blog posts, if you even do blog posts or show notes for your podcast. And then number five, admin work. So this is stuff like creating the post page in WordPress, uploading the show notes to it, and then creating and sending email newsletters, if you if that's a thing you do. that's We do that on here on the Shamus Network. So, And I want to say, if you want a more in-depth look at how to do post-production work faster, I already did an episode on this. This is episode 15, which is seven tips to make podcast pro- post-production easier. <laughs> Not easy to say. Seven tips to make podcast post-production easier. And you can find that over at thepodcastdo.com slash 15. So let's break that down. Post-production. Step one, editing. So this is where I open up that logic project that I... Logic project. I still love saying those two words together. Uh, the, the files I recorded earlier, I open up the project and I apply presets to the tracks. So I actually have plugins that affect the audio in certain ways. I've got those already configured. Once I go through and I configure them, things like EQ to make sure the balance the balance of the audio is correct. You know, there's not too much treble. There's not too much bass. There's not any annoying frequencies that kind of pop out or sound harsh. I can, I can affect those things with an EQ plugin. So I do that. I make the track sound good, apply compression, noise reduction, and then I actually save, I can actually save those settings as a channel strip setting, as a template. So I don't have to recreate those settings in, the, in those plugins every single week. I can just recall them and they pop back up. So that's something that's really, really cool. And so after I apply those those presets, load up those templates, then I drop in the intro and the outro music, line everything up, make sure it starts at the right place, make sure it ends at the right place, make sure the music is in the right place. Then I go through and see the way I used to do it, I would do an editing past. So I'd edit for content. So I'd listen all the way through and I'd remove things like, super long pauses, if I said um or stuttered too much or used other filler words, then I would clean those up. Uh, Something I've started doing recently is actually doing that while I'm writing the show notes. So this has kind of been a time saver. It takes, I think it takes just a little bit longer than doing it, well, trying to think of how to explain this. I, I, I actually think it takes a little bit less time than doing a first pass of editing and then going back and writing show notes. So I haven't timed it, but that's my gut instinct. Okay, so after editing, I said I'm writing show notes. Sometimes during editing, actually, I'm writing show notes. So I open up the text file that I had the outline in earlier, typed. I open up that file, and as I'm listening through, I'm adding timestamps for every section. So intro... The first couple of topics that I talk about, I I have headlines for each section. I put those in uh, HTML tags or Markdown. In my case, I end up using HTML tags because of the way that typed edits. You guys don't care about this. The way that typed exports Markdown is a little bit funky 
for putting into WordPress. So, but basically I'm going through and I'm adding time jump links and I'll include a link to what that is in the show notes. But if you head over to any of my show notes, show notes pages, you know, the podcast do.com slash whatever, 10, 15, 20, you'll see what I'm talking about there. It's a, it's a link at the beginning of every paragraph where you can click and it'll actually make the MP3 file, the player on the page jump to that spot in the recording. So that's really, really cool. A little bit time consuming. Where was I? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going through and I'm, I'm filling out these show notes as I'm listening through and I'm writing these show notes. If I notice, if I notice anything else that needs to be edited, like if I missed a, I missed a word or I missed a pause, then I'll go through and I'll edit that. So that's it. Editing's done. Show notes are done, mostly done. Then I bounce the file. So I export the audio from Logic into a single MP3 file. The settings for that, I export the audio file in 128 kilobytes per second MP3 stereo. And then I tag the file with the proper information. So this is name of my name of my show, my name, the network show, what year, what genre, adding an artwork file to it, adding a, a JPEG to it. And I use a program called Tagger for that. And Tagger is really, really cool. It's 10 bucks, but it's a little bit easier to add the metadata tags, ID3 tags to the files than using iTunes, which is the other way you have to do it. There's a few programs that you can tag MP3 files with, but I really, really like Tagger. So after I'm done tagging it, then I'm uploading the MP3 file to Libsyn using Transmit, which is an FTP file transfer protocol program for the Mac. And we host, on the Shawwest network, we host all of the MP3 files in Libsyn. So there's just a public folder that we can upload to that I have access to. So I throw the file in there. And then at this point, I'm either creating a featured image for my blog post or I'm creating a new post in WordPress. I guess we'll start with the featured image. So this is just an 800 by 400 pixel banner image that goes on the show notes page, the post. And I use a program called Sketch for this. You can use Photoshop. You can use Pixelmator. There's a lot of options. And it's a pretty simple, I don't do anything very crazy with the design. It's basically just some kind of colored background. And we have a brand font, which is Lamont Courier. And so I'm just putting the title of the episode onto this featured image. I export that as a JPEG. I use a program called Image Option, Image Optin to reduce the file size a little bit. And then I'm uploading that file to the, both the WordPress media library and MailChimp. Okay, so then I'm creating a new post in WordPress. So in our WordPress website, the Sean West website, we have the option to create a new post for our each of our individual podcasts. So Sean was actually nice enough to create a little template post that I can just clone. And then I put things like the title in there. I upload the featured image and then I copy, then I export the, the show notes from typed, save it as HTML. So I save the HTML, paste it into the post area of the WordPress post. And then I fix any formatting or spelling issues. Uh, I add target blank links to the URLs because otherwise if someone's someone's on your show notes page and they click a link that you put on there if you did not tell if you did not add a, a target blank to the HTML for that link then it'll actually open that link in the same tab but if you add a target blank to the link 
it'll open that link in a new tab or a new window, which is what you want. Because a lot of the times people are listening to your show while they're reading the show notes and you don't want them to lose that spot where they're listening. So let's see what are, what else for that? So I add the URL, there's a little podcast player. I add the, uh, I had the URL for the podcast file that's hosted in Libsyn. And then I create a redirect in WordPress just so that whenever someone visits a podcastdude.com slash 24, it'll actually send them to the actual URL, which is something different. That's a whole complicated system. I'm not going to go into that right now, but maybe I'll make a, a tutorial to show people how to do that at some point because it's kind of cool. All right. So after I'm done creating and uploading the show notes to the WordPress post and configuring all those things, doing the admin work. It's not exciting, but it needs to get done every week. Then I go and I create a MailChimp email newsletter for the episode. So this is creating a new campaign. We have templates from previous newsletters that we use, so we don't have to create something from scratch every episode. And I'm just copying a description of the show and pasting it into the the body of the email newsletter. Then I'm writing a tagline, uh, really like a, if that's like a subtitle of the main title of the episode. Then I upload the featured image that I created earlier. I update the links in the template. And then I write a little special message for my email subscribers down at the bottom. Kind of like a personalized, hey, how you doing? Or here's some more value for the episode. Just what, kind of whatever I feel like. And I want to say that creating an email newsletter for every single episode can be a little bit time consuming and it may feel it may feel kind of unnecessary at first. But I think it's really, really important if you want to build an email list of people that you can talk to and possibly promote your products to somewhere later down the road. And if you're podcasting, there's a very good chance that you may eventually create some kind of product that you want to present to people. And email, email newsletters are one of the best ways to do this because these are people that have said hey, I want you to, I, I believe in you and what you're doing, and I believe you can provide me value, so please send me email. So you want to you respect that, and you don't want to take advantage of it, and you want to make sure you always send them something valuable. But it can be, having an email list can be a very, very great way to deepen the relationship with the people who really like what you're doing. So I, I, I don't recommend skipping that. Okay, so after the email, then it's just wrapping up. This is, this is the point at which I start celebrating. I'm like, woo, I'm done. But I go back and I kind of double check everything. I, I, I look over my list, my process list to make sure that I didn't forget anything. And then schedule everything because usually I finish this up a few days in advance. So I schedule the email newsletter to go out. I schedule the blog post in a future date to publish on the Monday. And then I'm done. Uh, but whenever Monday rolls around and the, the episode goes live... I wait a couple hours and then I post something to social media, post something to Twitter. And it's basically like, hey, here's a takeaway of the show. Do you want to learn my podcasting process? Here's a link. And then I'll pop the the featured image that I created in there too. And something that you can do if you've done, even if you haven't done featured images for previous episodes, if you've done 20, 30, 40 episodes, something you can do is go back and post links to your previous episodes, if they're, if they're still valuable, because new people probably find you, new people will find you every week. And so there are going to be lots of people that have not heard those old episodes. They haven't gone back to listen. They jumped in sometime recently because they stumbled across you online or someone recommended your show. And they just started at the, the newest one 
and they listened. It is not a bad idea to repost your old episodes. What you don't want to do is post the same thing, the same episode every single day for a week straight. That's going to annoy people. That's going to piss people off. But it's totally fine if I went back, say, episode five, you know, it's been, I don't know, it's been a couple of weeks since I talked about that. And I say, hey, is anyone interested in learning about how to write better show notes? Check out episode five. I talked to Sean McCabe and Lacey McCabe about how to do amazing show notes for your podcast episodes. And obviously, I'd have to shorten that to make it fit in the tweet. But the point is that there are going to be a lot of people who see that and be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I want to listen to that. And they go check it out. And otherwise, they might not have ever came across that because a lot of people aren't going to spend the time to go to your website and look back through your old stuff. So don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to share your older content from time to time on Twitter. Just grab a takeaway from the episode and post it with a link to that episode. Okay, guys, that is my entire podcasting process. I was going to try to get it to come in just under 20 minutes. But uh, I think I think I did. I got pretty close. So thanks for listening. Let me know if you have any questions for the after show. You can find me online at thepodcastdude.com and at thepodcastdude on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't signed up yet, head over to thepodcastdude.com and sign up for my email newsletter. You'll get new episodes delivered straight to your inbox along with highlights and quick wins and personalized notes from me. And one of these days I'm going to going to get around to doing those products I've been talking about, those courses. <laughs> I need to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that. So information about that will be shared there first. Actually, I lied. Not there first. I'll probably talk about it in the Sean West community. What's that? You haven't heard about the Sean West community? Come on, you guys. It, it's, it's an amazing place. You got to go check this out. Full of the nicest, smartest, most awesome people you ever, you'll ever meet. And they all want to help you reach your goals and dream bigger and there's always people in there sharing tips and tricks. We've got a live chat. It goes on 24-7. We have great podcast streaming live every weekday. You can jump in anytime and get feedback and help with your podcast or really almost any kind of project you're working on. we got, we got people asking questions about building a brand, building a website, building an audience. It's really, really the coolest place online. So it also helps support the show. All the shows on the Sean West Network are supported by the listeners. So I'd really appreciate it if you go check it out. SeanWest.com slash community. I know you're going to love it. Okay, I got a quick review here to read from a listener who's kind enough to leave me a review. I always appreciate that. I believe, see, the name here is Penny Hardaway. So Penny I, it sounds like a female. I'm going to go with a she. Just say she. Thanks for leaving this review. She says... I'm not a podcaster, but I still get tons out of this podcast. I'm not a podcaster, nor do I have plans to start a podcast yet. Mm, Come on, Penny. Let's do it. But I still get tons of value from this podcast because Aaron's topics also apply to other aspects of business. Aside from the technical podcasting tips, he shares topics such as growing an audience, learning to become a better speaker, branding and promotion strategies, and how to write effective and compelling titles. Also, Aaron's approachable demeanor, conversational style, and of course, top-notch audio quality, thank you, make listening to this podcast a very pleasant experience. Give this podcast a listen, and I guarantee you'll learn something. Keep up the great work, Aaron. Thank you, Penny. I will. I will try my best. I would really appreciate if you guys, if you haven't done it yet, go leave me a review at thepodcastdude.com slash iTunes. 
I will love you forever. Give you hugs next time I see you. And if you have any questions, if I didn't talk about something in this episode related to my process that you're curious about, send me some feedback. Send me an email, aaron at thepodcastdo.com. You can also head over to the site. There's a contact button there. You can hit that, fill out your questions. If you just want to say hi, love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for today's episode. Let's see if I got some questions in the after show. Thepodcastdude.com slash iTunes. I got to make, a, make a, a show about that. A song about that, rather. Peace. Okay, got a couple of things. First off, I wanted to say, I just saw that um, the, oh gosh, what is his name? Garrett Mickley. We have a nickname for Garrett. Garrett, is in your profile? Oh, I forgot. You're going to have to post that in the chat. Garrett Mickley, uh, he just started his, uh, his first podcast, just recorded his first podcast episode. So, round of applause for Garrett. I'm really excited for you, man. I'm going to have to check that out. What is it called? Learning to Learn with Garrett Mickley? I believe it is. That's awesome, man. Looking forward to seeing it grow and, and giving you feedback about that, helping you get started. It's really cool. I re- yeah. What's weird is that I remember I remember the first podcast episode I did, even though even though I'd done podcast episodes before I've been co-host on podcast episodes, it was still really scary <laughs> and really intimidating and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I got to say, Garrett, man, it, it gets easier. Trust me. <laughs> gets a lot easier. You're going to make some mistakes. You're probably going to forget to hit record for one of, you know, one or two of the episodes. But you'll get there, man. You'll get there. Okay. Oh, okay. So I had a couple of questions that I just want to talk about real quick. Robert Robert Guzzo and Aniqua na- Name? I hope I got that right. They both had questions about the process streamlining it and eliminating steps, making things more efficient? That's a, that's a really good question. And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, I, I can't remember, I, I can't remember ever eliminating a step from my podcast process. If anything, when I joined the Sean West Network, when I started my show, there were a ton of new things that I had to do <laughs> that I'd never had to do before as far as just the way I formatted the, the show notes using HTML, like I said, adding like target blank links, doing all the stuff with WordPress. The the process for producing shows for the Sean West Network seems to be quite a bit more complicated and time-consuming than almost any other network or show that I've done work for. Because I used to do this kind of stuff for freelance clients, people that had their own podcast. And I've done I've done fairly extensive show notes before, but not at the level that we do them here at the Sean West Network. So 
some of the time-saving things, there were a couple. Using Text Expander for certain things. Text Expander is a really handy Mac application. I think they might have it for Windows now too. But you can basically type in little shortcuts. So like in my case, if I type in apostrophe TPD, then the computer, this program will expand that, take that text and replace it with a URL, the URL for my website, http uh, semicolon slash slash thepodcastdude.com. And so I have that, I have all kinds of different like snippets, I think they're called, text replacement snippets, so that if I type in apostrophe SM7B, then it pops in the URL for an Amazon link, basically, an Amazon link that someone can enter into their browser and redirect to the Amazon page for the SM7B. So I do this for all kinds of stuff. So that's been really time consuming. Like I said, using templates for logic, using templates for plugins, changing the plugins to have different defaults in post-production. So when when I open up a compressor plugin, it's not defaulted to the way that logic had it originally. It's defaulted to the way that makes most sense for what I do most of the time, which is editing podcasts. So there's a lot of little things like that. And I've touched on those things in a few episodes, including episode 15. So I highly recommend going back and looking at that. And then just little things here and there. Just And, and what I found also is that the more you do something, the more comfortable you are with it, the more you go through this process, not only the, the, the faster and more confident you feel, but it's less stressful and you can move quicker. And you don't, surprisingly, it takes, a, when you're, the first five, 10 episodes, it took a lot of mental energy to do this whole process. And it felt like a huge, huge chore. And now it just feels like something that I do every week. It's like, yeah, okay, I know I got to spend some hours on this, but I have a rough estimate of, you know, maybe, maybe three to five hours a week spent on this stuff. So, and if, you know, if I, um, if I wanted to make the show, make the show shorter, why is that hard to say? Make the show shorter. Then I could probably, it'd probably be a little bit faster if I tried to do 15 or 20 minute shows. And I've thought about it because I think I didn't talk about this in the, in the pre-show. Well, I talked about this in the pre-show of the episode, but not in the recording. The the section I talked about won't make it into the recording, but I, I listened to this audio book last week called Pitch Anything. And this guy is a, a guy that pitches investors on business deals. And he says he always tries to keep his pitches under 20 minutes because after that point, that's when people start checking out. And it's a really great book, this Pitch Anything book. Gave, he gave a lot of really good tips for being an, an effective presenter. But he said 20 minutes and after that, their, their brain starts falling asleep. So I don't know if anyone's still with me. Uh, <laughs> But I hope you guys are still here. So if you if you do a little bit shorter, like I'm thinking about, I'm thinking like, what if I really what if I really tried to like do a really great show in 15 to 20 minutes? Just super punchy, super valuable, get in, get out, boom, it's done, it's over. And people are just like, yeah, stoked. That's that's something I've been considering doing. Now I totally forgot where I was. <laughs> Anyways, time saving stuff. Yeah. There's so but a lot of people are starting to do, you know, three to five to 10 minute episodes. And I think people really, really like that because they can just get the value and move on to the next thing. Sean started doing his Sean West TV. Yeah. And Garrett just said his first episode is only seven, eight minutes long. 
that's totally fine, man. Like your podcast, your podcast only has to be as long as you need it to be for it to be valuable. So don't try to stretch it out just to have a longer show. If you can talk about something, if you can provide value to your audience, then do it, you know? But if, if really, if you have a massive, massive topic and you've wrote 10,000 words on it, maybe consider breaking that into a couple different episodes instead of doing it all in one, you know, two and a half, three hour, <laughs> three hour stretch. It all depends on the show format. I feel like I should do slightly shorter episodes. And on that note, I think that's going to do it for today, guys. Thanks for, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I will see you all next week.